I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and for the very first time in all my years of broadcasting, and I'm not going to say it's more than 27 years, but I'm going to say it's something like that, (laughs) we're going to talk about a topic that is so important to marriage, to our community, and to our families, and that is being a wife and how to get the skills that you need and seeking that out. Joining us today is, uh, may I say, an expert on that topic. Ramona Zabriskie is well-known as an author of a best-selling book called Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage, a woman's inspirational guide. But she's also the founder of Wife for Life University. It is a virtual education community where women from all around the world are participating in classes. Tell me how you do that, Ramona. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's just a thrill to be here. Um, how do we do it? How Meaning do you have pull women these women from all around the world to participate? Well, I consider it a miracle, actually, that they come to us, but somehow they do. They find us. And like you say, they come from every, uh, every continent and every faith background. So... And what's the miracle about it is how they blend so beautifully in their common desire to succeed as a wife and and to create a marriage that, well, lots of them come to us in troubled marriages, right? And isn't it common? Can we also say that most marriages feel like it has had troubling moments? Oh, absolutely. But whether you would classify your marriage as a troubled marriage or good or even great, they come from every... Every one of those scenarios, every mm-hmm. conceivable scenario, uh, and but, but they all have this desire in common to have a more intimate, meaningful relationship with their husband. And so we'll take them from the trouble to the good, from the good to the great, and from the great all the way to what we call grand marriage, which is the ultimate partnership where you have a husband and wife who have pooled their They've learned. (laughs) They've learned through real intent and have become these partners that will change the world, starting with their own families. Because when you put a romantic partnership together, that's the strongest, most powerful partnership in the world. And we stand on the shoulders of those kind of marriages. We all do. So as you developed a curriculum for Wife for Life, Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the ideas and concepts and topics that you, not only as an experienced marriage partner, but as a marriage educator, identified as, here are the things that will absolutely make a difference in us having a fulfilling marriage? Okay, that's that's a big question. And of course, Wife for Life itself, the whole philosophy, the paradigm is very comprehensive. So we cover just every aspect of relationship, of building relationship. But here's where we differ and here's where I realized I needed to zero in because I did real intense research for a good couple of years looking for what are we missing out there? Why? Why? Are we having so many second marriages with young women only in their 20s, for instance? Yes. What is going on? What's that epidemic about? And what I found was that there, was no, there were no voices out there among the experts, if you will, that were talking just to women 
and just to women in a voice that resonated that is motherly, right, uh, compassionate, inspiring, all of those things. Uh, so that's what I do to set myself up uh, as a, a, a mentor, almost as a mother mentor to these women because there's a dearth of it out there. We don't have, the world in general doesn't have uh, the exemplars and the advocates who can say, this is what it is to be a wife. And this is why. This is why you want to do it, because that's the other thing that was missing, the why. There's tons of marriage advice out there, but no matter how, how much I try to convince you that it's good for the children, for instance, or it's good for the socioeconomic well-being of the country or whatever, it's not going to stick. That doesn't stick for a woman. She needs a why that resonates really, really deeply within her. And after doing a lot of soul searching in my, in my own heart and from all my mentoring of women through the years, because I've been doing this for decades, really, um, I realized what the why was all about. I love that, um, that you've shared that. And and I think back to how communities used to be created, okay, or established. Right. So you had aunts and cousins and grandmas and moms all around you. And so when you talk about mentoring, if we go back 80 years and beyond, a mother was very rarely on her own. As she was going through the experience of first marriage and then into familyhood, she had a circle of trusted advisors that would reinforce values and give her the advice. And oh, how we have separated ourselves as we've moved away from that, uh, that social structure. Absolutely. That really hit home with me when we lived in London, England for about a year plus, uh, that the women there were calling me mother and mom and grandma. And they came from all over the world. That's a nation of immigrants, right? And I was serving these women by the dozens. And that's what they called me because they so desperately needed that. So yes, we need mentors in our lives for all kinds of reasons. Any field of study is better enhanced if you have a real mentor type teacher. But there's, as I say, it's just not out there anymore in this area of marriage. And we think it should come naturally, right? Or this authentic, ongoing intimacy that women are craving. They just want to feel cherished. They just want that connection with their husband. They want to cherish and be cherished. But how do you get there? It's supposed to come naturally. Is it dumb luck, right? You just married the right guy or not? Or is it just natural aptitude? You were just born to be the right kind of person who knows how to to live with a man and love with a man despite the differences, that's none of that is true. It is. It has to be intentional. It has to be purposeful. There's a skill set involved. There's vision. There's confidence. All of that. Uh, so that's what I realized. What was going on? You said, "What got? What? What did you find? I found that women were lacking." Those well, and very I, things. And I'll follow right up on that. And by the way, for those who've just joined us, this is Ramona Zabriskie. She is the best-selling author of a book called Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage. You've heard her voice on Dr. Laura. She is the founder of Wife for Life University, where she gives ongoing uh, education to women around the world about how to strengthen their marriage and what that brings back to them. Now, I, I wanted to follow up on that because often, as a wife and a mother, and I'll say I've been a wife of 30 30 years, a mother for 28 years, much of what I have done over the years has been transactional. I'll say, what is it that I'm supposed to do 
in mm. order to contain or maintain and care for my family. Mm. And often in that to do, that transaction that I'm supposed to provide, the 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 why gets mm-hmm. lost within myself that I realize or I don't pay attention to how that should be feeling inside mm-hmm. as I'm doing that. You can't sustain it. Right. And so you have these ups and downs as you try to balance self-sacrifice. And then as I try to start thinking differently about that so that I realize there is so much joy in those moments. Mm-hmm. And and that is what is cherished. And I look mm-hmm. back at the early years of our marriage and it was so much more fraught with doubt and, and anxiety than it is now. So so you have women from all different stages because we can look back and 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 have a little bit more wisdom from my point Absolutely. of view backwards. You know what? I like to use the analogy of uh, developing a relationship long term as like painting a great piece of art. All right. So take Mona Lisa. She's everyone's favorite face. Absolutely. Right? But right. what people don't really know about her for all the clamoring and the if you've ever been to the Louvre there's just on any given day there's a a huge crowd hundreds of people around a very small by the way framed piece of work which surprised me snap 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 everyone's Mm -hmm. trying to take a picture of Mona because that's how she is but what people don't realize is it took 40 years to paint Mona Lisa (laughs) meaning it took Leonardo 40 years to develop the skill set the practice that it took to create his masterpiece. So if you're going to create a masterpiece kind of marriage, for instance, that is going to take some patience, persistence, and practice because it's an art form. And artistry connotes mastery and a mastery of, uh, you know, we think of genius and that stroke of that unique flair and all of that. And yeah, that's all in there. But mastery is also patience and practice and persistence, right, over the long Absolutely. haul. Absolutely. And developing of a very specific skill set. So, you know, Michelangelo, he said, if people knew how hard I had worked to get, to get my mastery, those are his those are his words. To get my mastery, they wouldn't think it was so wonderful at all. Well, and I think your point that I, at least what I am pulling from that as well is, if we thought that we should naturally have the skills that are required to create this marriage masterpiece that we've dreamed about, we're going to start judging ourselves quite harshly right from the beginning and our spouse, because these are not naturally developed. It's more, as you were saying, like an artist does. It takes practice. It takes a goal in mind of what you are trying to achieve and then the development of of that relationship over time. Absolutely. Because otherwise, what do you got? You've, you, you're, you're running on in, in that early marriage that you referred to, you're running on some kind of adrenaline. And adrenaline only takes you so far. So it's like leaping over an abyss and you only make it halfway over. Before that adrenaline runs out. And that's what happened to us. We'd been married for two, less than two years when we decided this wasn't working and we separated and filed for divorce. So that we were separated for six months or so. Four days from divorce court is when I remember that I thought, okay, wait a minute. Uh, It's a whole, the story's in the, the book. But that's when I realized I needed to become a Leonardo myself, you know, dump the dumb luck instead of my husband, and become that artisan if I wanted an artisan marriage. So Wife for Life is all about 
living your dreams and loving your marriage, that you can do both because that's what women are just craving. Yes, they want to love their marriage, but they don't want to sacrifice their dreams, their own dreams. And so combining those two, how do I live with and for others at the same time is a dilemma that uh, women need education on. Absolutely. It's because we have more options now than we've ever had before. I mean, I look back at my mother's generation, the options were fewer, the expectations may be somewhat lower. And and in terms of what a fulfilling life feels like, what it looks like, and we're moving into this period of time where uh, the sky is the limit. Oh, yes. Right. For instance, my students come from all kinds of backgrounds, obviously, but I have a lot of women who are MDs, or who are PhDs, or who are, you know, scientists, researchers, you name it. They, and here they're, they're these accomplished women living the dream, right? Somewhere along the line, they're realizing that part of that dream is falling apart. And it's their family, it's their marriage. And they want both, and they can do both. And as you refer to, today, today, it, women are more powerful than at any other time in the history of the world. We have more power at our fingertips. We know it. We're still fighting for all we can get, but we know that we have it out there. And what I do is wake women up to how much power they have in their own home, in their family, in their relationships. They don't realize it. They don't. They they either misuse it or they uh, uh, don't recognize underestimate it. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And when they start realizing, wow, I could actually cultivate the family, the marriage, the relationship that I dream of. I have the power to do that. It's a huge light bulb moment. I would too. Uh, for, by the way, if you've just joined us, this is Ramona Zabriskie. She is the founder of Wife for Life University. And, and before I ask uh, another question uh, of you, Ramona, if someone wants to learn how to enroll in Wife for Life University, where do they go? It's so easy. You go to wifeforlifeuniversity.com. Okay, simple, <laughs> simple, simple, simple. All right, I, I want to go back. You were talking, paralleling Leonardo da Vinci's 40 years of painting a masterpiece to the time and the skills that are required to develop a masterpiece marriage. What would you, as a marriage educator, how would you describe what a masterpiece marriage looks like? Ooh, that's a really good question. Well, of course, every uh, relationship is going to be so individual and dynamic. We're not creating cookie cutters by any stretch of the imagination, just the opposite. Women are, by nature, highly creative. We're creative. We're, we create life. We're, we're creative in very essence. And I don't believe women are happy until they find real meaning in creating, in creating deep, reciprocal, meaningful relationships, but also creative pursuits otherwise. So she can create whatever kind of masterpiece marriage she wants. And her Leonardo is going to be a lot different than my Michelangelo or whatever. Um, So that's the beauty of it. But what do we find in common in those kind of grand marriages? There's some very specific characteristics that I have seen in my research across the board. One of them is exclusivity. All right, so you're looking at that couple and you're thinking, you know, I see this amazing, beautiful thing going on between them, but I can't see what's really inside. It's like a, a secret garden. 
if you will, and you feel it like they, there's a citadel there, and it's just the two of them. They've become almost an entity in and of themselves. There's this individual, this individual, and then together they're like another whole entity. Does that make sense? It to does. You? It does because uh, my husband and I we were talking to some of our married children, and we said we when we first got married, we said, "Isn't it wonderful to have someone on your team?" Mm, that team. that okay, at, at this point we move together and our assumption is goodwill and that we're trying to take care of that that unit together yes. rather than and, and I haven't yes. lost my individuality but when it comes Obviously. to our marriage yeah. that was moving forward as a team right. Mm-hmm. right and sometimes you have to choose between you and the relationship in some situations like is it more important to be right or is it more important to have the right relationship and uh, some, yeah so it's an issue. it's in it's an entity in and of itself, yeah. Okay, it's so interesting. exclusivity, exclusivity, words, trying to create or working towards creating that bonded, trusted relationship. Yes, okay. and that is something to work towards. But at the same time, it's a product of all these other years and years and years of applying patiently, like pennies in a piggy bank. You know, just steadily accumulating, uh, developing a relationship of trust instead of trepidation. So yeah. Um, and you mentioned the word intimacy a few minutes ago. Oh. And intimacy has uh, has different meanings, doesn't yes, it? So yes. we're talking about physical, sexual connection, yes. and we're talking about emotional. interpersonal, emotional connection. And intellectual, absolutely. So, yes, isn't that interesting? Sometimes if I say the word intimacy, I'm people jump to the idea of physical intimacy, which is obviously a, <laughs> An important a primary part. part of any marriage in particular. But intimacy is also how we uh, how close we feel. Women particularly relate intimacy to the feeling that their husband is there for them when they need them emotionally emotionally they they feel the emotional support they feel the attention all that all that they're craving from their husband that way to them that's emotional intimacy they go for it by conversation that's how women want to develop that kind of intimacy that's not the way the husband generally speaking is thinking in the in the same terms so see there's a lot of education going on so if there's anyone listening which i know there is going well why do i have to do all this why is her book only for me why is it only for Okay, women? let's answer that question. <laughs> because especially right now, there's a sense of this growing strength of women. In other words, if I have to carry this, it's inequitable and, mm-hmm. and unfair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. it I ta- go I just, for I just, it, Ramona. I just, I, just, I just pointed to Ramona and said, let's address that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Part of it is in the way you look at it. All right. So I can look at it as I am the victim. I am the one that's so responsible. And and if you're in that mode of thinking, it's hard to break out of. Um, but if you're in the mode of thinking like, no, I have the power. And really, what power do you have other than over yourself? And this is where the huge frustration comes in for women. Why doesn't he do this? If he would do this, then I could be happy. If he would act like that, if he would on and on. Transaction. You know. uh-huh. right. right. They really have no control over that other than themselves. So much of it is how you perceive things. But the miracle is once you start perceiving things as this is my power, not my job, not my heavy burden, but this is my power. I have the, I ha- I, I have the means. I have the tools. I can do this. The miracle is your husband starts responding 
Uh, and this is what we see happening over and over and over and over and over. Thousands of marriages now where uh, the husband, he starts becoming the person that she always hoped for, that she always dreamed of. When she realizes, I didn't marry the man of my dreams, my job is to help him become the man of his dreams. He turns around and starts helping her become the woman of her dreams. And that's another characteristic of that grand or masterpiece or artisan marriage we're talking about, is you have two people who are weaving their dreams. And encouraging each other they're as we move bringing, forward. Yes, they're helping one another grow and mature and progress. And it's very much an equal partnership. It might not start out that way when they, when wife shows up at Wife for Life University. She's feeling things are very unequal. But with steady application of the principles over time, we see this huge turnaround. And the husband and wife become much more equal partners it's a joy to behold and a joy to experience. Absolutely. Ramona Zabriskie, her book is called Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage. Of course, that's out there. And is it translated in other languages? Do you know Ramona? what? We haven't done that yet, but okay. we really want to. Yeah. I, we, I get requests every day. So. I would say if your university includes women from around the world. It's so th- true. It is so crucial. I, I wanted to follow up again. Ramona Zabriskie, she has a university that she's founded that has uh, participants from around the world. It is called Wife for Life. I, I was um, watching and, and, and commenting to a friend of mine, and I said, isn't it amazing how much we want to have a happy marriage? And that even those of us who have to go through a divorce have the courage to remarry again. Yes. And, and sometimes it's again and again. Yes. And we're searching, and we have, it takes courage to, to, to try again. We have a Be- lot of students like Be- that. Well, because there's so much vulnerability um, that's a part of marriage. And, and a friend of mine who's a psychologist, he said, it's like when you get married, you shed all your outer layings, layers, your yes. clothes, that, that sense, and you yes. put that vulnerable person right into the hands of someone else. And then they have a choice on how they're going to care for that vulnerable person. Right. So can you, before I let you go, <laughs> how do we balance, or is that got to be in the class, that maintaining vulnerability, but also strength as a wife. I mean, how that's a tough balance, but you know what? We have a beloved, you know, there's wife for life has its own glossary, so to speak. And we have a beloved, um, personification of the principle that you're talking about or that a balance. And we call her the pioneer woman and we call her the pioneer woman because it's based on my great grandmother who was a pioneer woman. And all my students their dream is to become the pioneer woman. Now, this is why. When she was just a young woman and early married, she couldn't stand being around her husband and her mother-in-law who lived with them and the town and the community and the responsibilities. This is in Idaho. She went up uh, and found a homestead all by herself and worked it. Uh, She was chopping off the heads of rattlesnakes and... (laughs) Shooting her dinner. So and, speaking of strength and yes, independence. And, yeah, yes. totally. Planning her own garden, building her own house, the works. It's really a miraculous story to us today. Uh, so she's, you know, she'd be great. She'd be totally at ease on, uh, you know, in Manhattan yeah. or something in her business suit. She, she loved that, that independence and that strength. H- however, she, after about a year, 
she did come down off the mountain, and it was because she had become pregnant in one of the visits with her husband, basically. And so she had to come off that mountain, and she had to learn how to live for that baby and for her husband and even for the mother-in-law. In short order, though, they actually struck out west and ended up homestaying together in Oregon in a place where they could pursue both her dreams and his dreams. And at the end of her life, she said, she wrote in her journal, all my best dreams and wishes have come true. So this is what we do as Pioneer Women. We want to learn to give from abundance and receive with confidence. And women aren't very good at that. That's something we really have to work on, learning to receive with confidence. So a big part of the wife life skill set, for instance, is learning how to teach your husband how to help you. That's just really, I'm, I'm just simmering in this. Yes. <laughs> because it's beautiful. And that in itself is what continues to change the dynamic in the marriage and Absolutely. satisfy. You're learning your, from mm-hmm. each other. So if you want to stay vulnerable but strong at the same time, you got to be the pioneer woman. So she, part of being a pioneer woman was, yeah, she's up there. She's chopping the rattlesnakes. But she's she also had the strength and the courage to come off the mountain and to become her, a wife again. And that takes its own kind of courage and strength. Oh, and she mm-hmm. didn't give up the mountain just because she came off it. That's still inside her. So learning how to, uh, to combine that feminine energy with his masculine energy in a way that just explodes and changes the world, that's really what we're after. And you're right. It does take an, a very... A combination of strength and vulnerability. Strength and vulnerability. I, I love, love this. That. Okay. So now I'm thinking I need to enroll. It's Wife for Life <laughs> University. Ramona Zabriskie, thank you so much for taking time not only to join me in our studio today, but to help strengthen what could be seen and I believe is the most powerful relationship of our life. And that's the, the relationship between a wife and a husband. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.